Welcome to the Happy on the Inside podcast, the podcast where you will learn the secrets of living a happy and fulfilled life from people who live that way every day. I'm your host, Anna Ditchburn, and let's get started. Tanya Dyer Esquire, welcome to the Happy on the Inside podcast. Thank you very much. You, by the way, look very happy on the outside. So I'm just, I'm excited that you're sandwiching those two together. You got your inside, you got your outside. So this is a great start. Awesome. And uh, for our listeners who can't see us, we are actually matching. We, we didn't <laughs> talk about this, but look, black tops <laughs> and, and blue, blue jackets. Tanya, what, why do you like blue color? You know, blue is such a powerful color. People don't realize it or why they they resonate with it, but blue is the color of trust. It's the color of communication. If you're religious, it's the color of the Holy Spirit. So if you notice, a lot of professional speakers will wear blue, um, but it just happens to be my happy color. My, my energy color is always in the blue spectrum. I've recently kind of graduated more toward uh, teal, which is a mix of blue and green, heart and mind, but uh, blue is my standby. It's you too. Really see you too as well. <laughs> Tanya, I cannot think of better person to ask this question. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be a bit challenging. <laughs> All right. I, I, if I had you know, more sleeves, I'd roll them up. Go ahead. Okay. What do you think is the key to keep a mind-blowing sex with my husband? Heat. Oh, well, that's actually easy. <laughs> and by the way everybody she didn't prep me for this question like I was fully expecting her to say uh personal happiness inner peace or something like that the key to mind-blowing sex so if you're a woman you're listening to this and you're like okay ask the former high conflict divorce lawyer who now recovers struggling marriages how to improve your sex life you need to feel safe a woman's highest need is security highest need hand down period, close quote, end of discussion. When a woman feels safe, she feels sexual. A woman doesn't open up. She doesn't open up emotionally and she doesn't open up physically. Like literally you're talking about um, your muscles, your vaginal muscles, your cervix, everything is kind of normally clenched because we are kind of prey animals. It's our job to kind of repel things, keep things out. You're not invited. You're not wanted. You're not mine. That's all a way of saying, you don't make me feel safe. So if you really want to improve your sex life, you actually have to focus on your level of security with your partner. This is so spot on because, you know, I was talking to my client um, the other day and she was telling me, she's she's in her late 40s. She was telling me that I feel like this, uh, just the physical sex is nothing. Like I can literally go and have sex uh, around, you know, but what really makes me feel feminine and sexual is a deep connection with my partner. Correct. So uh, women are, everybody talks like women know this, like, Oh, I I don't feel connected. I want to feel connected. I want more intimacy. Mm -hmm. They're skipping the reason why that is the connection and the intimacy gives you the security. Like there's an old joke. Um, You ask a man, what is the one piece of clothing 
that a woman needs to guarantee she has an orgasm. So one piece of clothing, go ahead. And I'm putting you on the spot. What, what do you think? One piece of clothing that's, that's really going to be like, oh my goodness. Yep. Women are, this is, we get this piece of clothing. Now, now we're in gravy time. A hat? <laughs> that's actually, I'm giving you points for that. Cause nobody ever gets this. Anna, I'm giving you points for that. The answer is socks. <laughs> we're always fucking cold it's freezing if you want a woman to be sexually comfortable her temperature needs to be right men if you're listening to this it's do not pay attention opposite. To the yeah don't pay attention to the temperature you want the room this is like a baby situation you need to pay attention to the room to make the room right for the baby not the room right for you babies are always colder than us and hotter than us we as women we have different temperature this is literally biological like our bodies are designed to protect our eggs. So all of our heat is designed to go to our core. That's our most important part of us from a, a body perspective, evolutionarily. Men aren't designed that way. Their heat is distributed better to keep them dexterous in their hands because if a man has frozen fingers, he can't shoot the gun, shoot the rifle, use the ax to protect you from the thing that's coming to eat your family. So men really don't get it. We actually genuinely are colder than they are. So, but that goes back to it. Socks, it makes you feel comfortable. It makes you feel safe. When you're warm, you can relax. You can think of when you're cold, you, you, you wrap your arms around yourself and you contract. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you're warm, you spread out and you relax and you lean back and you literally, physically, all your bits open up. I love it actually, Tanya, because... Uh, women tend to make men feel comfortable usually in the bed all the time but uh, you, you don't understand as a woman when you relax when you receiving uh, orgasm that's where your man is receiving the most pleasure that's where you exchange the energy with your man so that's fascinating and then it, it, it goes into Oh, historically, we've got really bad, we've, we've developed some really bad patterns around this in that um, a woman was always the key to this pleasure. You know, one of the things that I teach, and this goes into the, the, the foundation and core of relationships that are struggling. If you show me a relationship that's struggling, I'm going to show you a woman that doesn't respect her man. And I'm going to show you a man that's not protecting and providing for her. He's not mm -hmm. making her feel safe. Mm -hmm. um so you get into these little struggle cycles and you can't you can't break out of them and then you layer on top of that that historically women have been taught sacrificial love and i'm i'm here to end that love love is not sacrifice it is just not sacrifice so what you're saying is is that women have been taught sexually to sacrifice i'm going to make him comfortable i'm going to make i'm going to wear the shoes that make my feet hurt all night so he's turned on you know, a lot more men, you'd have more sex if you let her wear flip-flops. If you let her roam around in her comfortable little flip-flops and she's feeling all like, oh, I feel comfortable. And he's walking by and he's looking at you like, Rrr. and he thinks you're sexy in your flip-flops. Boom, it's on. <laughs> it's on without having to do all this sacrificing. That's a mind-blowing, wow. <laughs> Tanya. Mm -hmm. I actually, you know, after I read your your book, The Alpha Life Cycles, um, I honestly, you answered all my questions about you, <laughs> about <laughs> alpha woman. 
honestly. So, but I wanted to ask for, for my listeners. Yes. You're talking a lot about alpha woman. Yes. And I know you explain who she is a hundred times. How? Oh, I love explaining who she is. There's always someone who doesn't know who she is. Yeah, exactly. How do, how do I know if I'm an alpha woman or not? Okay. So everybody look at Anna. Anna's an alpha. Okay, next, move on. Um, <laughs> what are five, so I at be- least five <laughs> those yeah, yeah. evidences? <laughs> yes, she's, she's, she's got that going on. So when you're talking about an alpha, the first thing you're going to understand is my best definition of an alpha is she's T-O-O. She's too everything. Too loud, too funny, too bitchy, too bold, too brilliant, too beautiful, too aggressive, too opinionated, too assertive, too intelligent, too ambitious. People have a problem with the extremity of us. And where this comes from is it comes from in our family of origin. And honestly, it's usually when we're five years old. I don't know why, but it's just usually right around five. This is before the the the, the ego gets fully set at seven. Somebody in our family breached trust for us. They, something happened and as a little child, we learned we're on our own. That we, that this is it. It's us against the world. We usually became little adults as children. Often we took care of our parents and siblings. We, we were all over the place with a sense of responsibility that was way beyond our years. An innate sense of no one is here for me. I'm not being protected and I've been abandoned. That is what turns us into these fierce, badass, lady boss, bitch warriors. And the world loves this about us in one area, but it messes up our marriages. It messes up our relationships with women and it causes an endless, very stable pattern of dysfunction with our children. So does that give you kind of an idea for your listeners? If you're out there, if you're at the kitchen table, you're like, am I an alpha? Probably. You don't kind of trust women uh, <laughs> you have friends with men, you get the tomboy thing. This isn't a gender thing. This is a, you learned when something was scary tick. to go out and handle it. Tick. <laughs> tick. I'm tick. just ticking it for me. And it's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. She's mm-hmm. nodding her beautiful head. Yeah. You, you learned that you had to deal with danger because there wasn't anybody to help you yes. in the correct yeah. feminine. I should be protected and provided for. Yeah. In the correct feminine, if there's a big, scary noise outside, I'm not going. Mm-hmm. But as an alpha, we're going. <laughs> we're going. We got the boots on. We basically got the sleeves up. We're going. We're investigating. We're doing all this stuff. We're taking care of ourselves. And then this gets us into such trouble in our relationships because this breaks us of the ability to be able to receive. The feminine is a vessel. If you actually even look, if you invert um, the vagina, if you invert that area, it's a vessel. It's drawn as a vessel. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what is to be entered it is what is to be given to. And it's literally all connected. So when you, when you learn to protect and provide for yourself, you're in the role of the masculine, you're in the alpha. And now you are in what I call an alpha beta marriage or relationship. And I'm the world's best at dealing with these and the dysfunction it causes, because you're going to attract a man who is your emotional opposite. Yeah. You're responsible. He's kind of not. You're like, let's get this shit done, honey. 
He's like, we can get around to it. You want to plan? Planning turns you on. It literally turns you on. If you're sitting here right now and you're just like, ooh, the idea of sitting and just planning out all the little details of all the little things gets you like a little warm. Mm-hmm. Especially five <laughs> years five years in advance or 10 years in advance. Mm-hmm. Yes, because you're, you're cause, let me tell you why. Planning is control. Control is BFFs with fear. So this is how it works. Somebody stripped trust from you, which makes you afraid, which makes you needy, which you deny. You hate women who are needy, by the way. Punch them all in the face. Tick. But because, yeah, tick. <laughs> I know. You're like, oh my God, stop whining. Stop whinging, woman. Do your own stuff. Take care. You. We hate what we, Big fear time. is inside of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our inside and so we are such we're so well presented to the outside world and we're such a hot mess on the inside and we live in fear that someone's going to find us out this we get a lot of the imposter syndrome oh yeah oh, please don't close don't don't find and this is why you can't be happy on the inside mm-hmm. because they don't match because you've got a, a mismatch between what you're telling the world is true about you and what you are afraid is actually really true about you, that you're not lovable because somebody left you when you were little, that you're not worthy, that you're not valuable. So you write the book, you form the business, you make the hundreds of thousands, you make the millions, you do the things, you conquer them out, you, you're always doing some kind of challenge. Alphas are wired for struggle. If you see two paths, you won't even see the easy one. You'll just see the hard one. And you're gonna pick the people who are gonna abandon you because we're gonna repeat that pattern. So breaking patterns is what I do. I break deep patterns. You just literally described my childhood and <laughs> most of my adulthood. It's amazing because my my biological father left uh, when I was uh, four. So between four and five. Uh, and at those point, I just made the decision that I'm not loved. Uh, I'm not needed, you know, and I have to fight for myself. And you're right. I, I was caring for my nine months old brother, literally. We have to give that a pause. That's a big deal. Like I'm, you know, if you're not watching my face right now, I'm tearing up. It's a big deal that your dad left when you were that little. Because little girls need fathers oh, yeah. to teach us that we are loved, period. We're not loved for performance, which is masculine. That's how we become alpha. Mm-hmm. That's how we become alpha and masculine is we we start bartering. We start becoming really good. We develop a toolkit of stuff that we sell and we barter for love. And we learn this from our dads. If you're going to look at your mom, alphas fight with their mothers and then they they didn't have the love of their father or the love of their father. Their father thought he was raising a boy, one of the two. He either bailed or he thought you were a dude. And I actually have a lot of alphas who their father was either upset that they were born a girl. Like my dad insisted that he'd had a son and where was his child? My mother is like, dude, dude, seriously, had a girl. He's like, no, I was was supposed to be named Raymond. it was a big argument about this. <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, nah, sorry. It's a huge deal for you, Anna. And I, I, I want listeners to be careful that you get really used to driving past your pain at full speed because it was, I'm going to use your old word. It was a trauma. It was a thing that happened to you. And it's like, oh, 
So I give that, I always give that reverence when I hear somebody tell me something like that. And um, that's like if somebody mentions like a miscarriage or something, I stop and I give that some verbal space because I don't ever want the world to become accustomed to hearing that mm-hmm. and then along with getting a latte. You know, you're the, like the first person literally who posed me because for me, it was like, not a big deal. You, you know, like it's, it's a pass. Let's move on. Uh, as you said, like higher speed. Uh, <laughs> and just You go past it. You go, it, because think about it. It's an, it, it's a survival mechanism. Yeah. If something is really dangerous, do you walk past it slowly or quickly? <laughs> you go past it as fast as you can. You're like, zoom. You know, you go, every city has a bad neighborhood. If you have to drive near it or through it, you slow down. You're not like, oh, look at that crackhead on the corner. No, you're just, you're like, okay. You're like, that's a yellow light, but I think I can make it. You know, no need to stop at the thread here. You go through it. So that's how we learn to go through these moments in our past. We go through it like it's a bad neighborhood at night. We lock the doors and then we blow through the yellow lights, kind of screaming through to, to get to quote, quote, the other side. And I want people to understand that if you, when you're really at the deepest levels, you won't need to. Mm. And, and for you, it's just a habit. So now that I've, I've told you, now it's awesome because you're going to notice it. You're going to be like, oh, wait, let me, let me give that the respect because that formed you. Mm-hmm. You are exactly the Anna you are because that bullshit happened to you. 100%. Actually, what I wanted to say, in my circle of friends, some of my girlfriends are really proud to call themselves alpha woman i'm an alpha woman i'm an alpha woman and so i thought it's something like really cool is it good or bad to be an alpha woman i'm gonna answer that on a couple different levels the highest spiritual level nothing is either good or bad but wishing makes it so so we we assign the value to it on a practical level the way most people glom on to the title, I'm a lady boss. I'm a badass bitch. I'm a da 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 da. I'm an alpha this and that and the other thing. Uh, actually, not so good. They're glomming on to it from an interest in showing you how fierce they are and how big they are. So remember what I said about when you're going past something scary, you go past it quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is basically gorillas in the jungle. So if you got, I'm not kidding. So you got some gorillas in the jungle. This is how they do this. It, you could go to Larry, the gorilla, Larry, the gorilla could be the calmest, coolest gorilla. But what Larry knows is if the other gorillas think he's a calm, cool, easy pacifist gorilla, they will eat him. So what does he do? Uh, he does the, he does, he depends entirely on the whole thing. You bang your chest, you make yourself look at animals. This is literally people think we're not animals. We're like, a quarter of an inch of DNA from being like a snail. Like it's, it's not, we're not, (laughs) we give ourselves a lot of credit. Animals when threatened, make themselves big, Mm. make themselves larger. You know, they put their tail feathers up. they, They puff themselves up to make themselves larger. So I, I was born an alpha. Um, I don't, you're a good host and that you're asking me that because most people don't ask me, um, am I presently Am I presently composed like an alpha woman? No, I'm not because I'm in balance. Mm. But my origins are alpha. 
I identify with them. I know everything about them. I've coached so many crying women in bathrooms. I can't even tell you in like at least six countries. I'm not kidding. I'm like, I'm like Turkey, China, Mexico, Canada. There's always a crying woman in a bathroom somewhere. And my friends just know if Tanya didn't come out, it's because there's a crying woman in there and she's fixing it. Um, the urge to attach yourself to this alpha identity is an urge to put up a defense and to make yourself appear stronger. And remember, you're hot mess on the inside, but you're trying to make yourself appear fierce and I don't need you and I can't be harmed. And all of that is a coping mechanism for the fact that actually you can be harmed and you're afraid and you're alone and your life's actually not working. Mm -hmm. It's just not working, but you don't know who to tell that because you spent your whole life telling everybody that you're great and you're surrounded by people who, uh, sorry, use you. I didn't have girlfriends. I had little protectorates. I had, and, and it, you, you know, you have this, uh, if you're listening to this, honey, you know, this is your situation. If when your shit hits the fan, there's crickets, their shit hits the fan. You come in, you alpha it. Da -da 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 -da. You switch off your fairy dust. You get all your things going. Well, your shit hits the fan. Everyone's like, well, shit, that looks hard. Good luck, Tanya. I don't know how you're going to manage that. That's wow. We believe in you. Mm -hmm. Yes. But we encourage that. This is the thing I, I teach my women. It's like, this is, oh, I'm so sorry. No one's telling you this shit's your fault. Yeah, I said it. If it's not your doing, you can't fix it. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a, I'm a spiritual teacher. And I tell people, if there is, a demon from the underworld after you, you are well and truly fucked. I don't, I, I can't help you. I don't, I don't know what I can do. Now, if it's you, if it's the pattern you developed because your dad left when you were four, because you were fat and kids made fun of you, because your mom was an alcoholic, because she wasn't emotionally available, because your siblings got all the attention because they did everything they want. If, if these are patterns, if you, if you got all your stuff in reaction and it's you, if you've learned to attract narcissistic men and narcissistic friends and narcissistic bosses, I can help you. I work for God and I do not fail. There's never been an alpha that I've come for ever that's failed. It doesn't happen. But if it's somebody else, if it's blame, you're not going to make it. Tanya, you've been a, um, a higher conflict divorce attorney for 22, 23 years now. Yeah. What are some of the most common reasons for the divorce that, that you, uh, you saw during your experience? So I'll answer that question, but first I'm going to answer it in a bigger way. There's only ever one reason really for divorce. And it's that the woman is not safe. A man's role is to make sure that I am safe emotionally, financially, physically, spiritually, and sexually. Those five ways. If I'm safe and, and that mind you is top shelf relationship. If you've got all five of those safeties. In a relationship that's got even two or three women hang on, especially alphas. Remember, we're mistress of the struggle. You know, mm -hmm. a man doesn't have to provide us with 50% and we do 50%. We're more than happy to do about 70, 75. So by the time they get to divorce, you have a gross imbalance that's going on. The woman is usually pulling almost all of the heavy lifting, all of the weight. She's alone emotionally. The sex goes away. The sex goes away because you lose the polarity because you've got a woman 
who is in her alpha, which is her masculine. You got a man who is in his beta, which is his feminine. These, when these polarities are reversed like that, it kills the sexual attraction mm -hmm. because basically she's walking around going, when are you going to be a better man than I am? I call it when you, when you start growing balls. Yes. Yes. When your balls are bigger than him, you're in trouble. Yeah. Because now yeah. he constantly feels small in, in Alpha's mother, we control and we plan and we tell and we direct sounds like a mother, right? Men are actually genetically wired not to be sexually attracted to their mother. Otherwise, little boys everywhere would have erections all the time. Mm. Boys are, are wired genetically not to be sexually, the, the species would not have survived if it wasn't designed this way. Boys aren't attracted to their mother or mother energy. So when you enter mother energy, mm. your marriage is doomed. And most women have a baby and here's what they do. Oh, look at this. The new center of my world. I will now plan and control and fix and prevent and love and pay attention and manage. And all of my energy goes here. Now, she should be putting energy on herself still. She should be making sure that she's emotionally, physically, financially, spiritually, and sexually fulfilled, but she's not. She's over here paying attention to the child, which means the man now drops to the bottom of the list. Yeah. He's now yeah. below the child, and the more children you have, the further down he goes. So she's now permanently a mother, and she doesn't occupy the status and space of lover very often anymore which of course makes a man less motivated to protect and provide for her, which means of course she loses respect for him. Once a man doesn't feel respected, he doesn't want to protect and provide. Now an alpha in this space steps forward and starts doing all the stuff, which reinforces his feminine. And so you see how these cycles, so there's a lot of marriages, uh, most alpha beta marriages, those are only a couple that are stable. Most of them fall apart in, in within five to seven years. She's pulling constantly. He's running away constantly. Wheels come off the bus. The ones that stay stable, usually stabilize into a roommate relationship where everybody's just got a little truce going. And then there's a rare pocket of ones where they're beta. There's two types of beta men. There's the cooperative and there's the combative. If you have combative, you need to sell something and find me. Um, some alphas are really spoiled and don't know it. They have a cooperative beta, which means he's just going to give them their way. He's mm -hmm. just mostly going to give them their way. He's just not going to put up a fight. He'll have some resentment. They'll have some stuff, but their marriage can survive. If you happen to got a hold of one of those, well, congratulations. Um, they're not that common. Mm -hmm. the, co the, the combative ones are the ones that I specialize in. And the reason you're interested and it's making interested faces. So I'll, I'll keep talking. The reason that you got a combative beta male is because the universe is trying to get you to stop being an alpha female. <laughs> yeah. They're trying to get both of you to heal because it's not correct placement for you to be the alpha and it's not correct placement for him to be the, the beta or the feminine. When, when a fearful thing happens, he shouldn't lean back and go, oh, well, it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. He should get the fuck out there and deal with it. Go handle yeah. it. And you shouldn't be shoving him aside, knocking him over to get to the front door. Dangerous knocking. Let me go see what it is. <laughs> you know, or you know, goodness. Um, that's that's amazing. I remember when I um uh when I started dating Laban, 
I, I I had to teach myself like literally to stop and pull back and get back into my feminine energy because uh, I've done uh, like tremendous work on myself but sometimes my alpha alpha woman you know pops out pops out and <laughs> it's like I have to, no 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 hold on Shh, hold on Shh. let him let him sort but but sometimes I can't help myself and it's like the the control freak come comes out or you know uh, ma- mama like mama comes like don't yeah, do this don't do like yeah do, oh my goodness I know I know um we are wired as a woman to be in our feminine energy and to receive because uh, nowadays as as you mentioned many women do not trust men they cannot because they all constantly seeing these evidences that men cannot provide cannot support and so um in australia you would know this uh when i came to australia it was very popular let's do 50 50 Oh my God! Don't what make me fifty fifty. Uh, the actual F, the actual F on this whole Dutch fifty. That actual. Oh my goodness! Like and, you know, my, many women, many women would not accept for men to, yeah, to be in the restaurant. No, 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 no. I'm independent woman. My, you're God. talking about you're talking about my my stepchildren's generation. They're in their twenties, and they're. What What do you think about this? Now, when you're in Australia. <laughs> So the summary I would have on that position is, oh, it's just flat bullshit. Um, but I can expand on it. it's flat bullshit. It, 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 it's risen out of this idea that to be equal, we have to do what men do. And to be as a man is, to have a man's value. It's actually, if you think about it, using the old historical man scales to measure us. I don't actually have to do anything to prove my value. To prove value is masculine. So it's kind of funny that all these women are like, we're so proud, we're women. We're going to hop on the man's measurement scale and then demand that we do. I'm like, what are you actually doing? You, you want a man who protects and provides in part because that's how he's wired biologically men were for instance you ever send a man to go find something and he can't find it mm-hmm. and he's like baby where is it and you're like it's on the kitchen table i don't see it it's on the left side of the kitchen table it's not there it's on the left front corner of the kitchen table i don't you walk it it's sitting right where it's, it's like exactly it's like it's an inanimate object waving and he doesn't see it Men actually have different vision than us. This is why they make pilots. You wonder why women aren't pilots? Because men have binocular vision. They see straight and they see further. Why? Because they were designed to hunt. They were designed to see the the mastodon or the tiger or the bear or the thing that was going to come kill you or the thing that y'all needed to eat. Mm. Our vision is peripheral. Now, just that one biological difference tells you what women were designed to do. A woman can be having a conversation, making sure her child does not eat the thing on the floor that he's trying to eat. 
looking outside, noticing the weather, realizing she's got to get the laundry inside, checking the time, knowing what time somebody, oh, somebody hasn't checked in on their way home from school. She's doing all these things. Women are actually designed. Multitasking was designed because we had to cook the food, prepare the food, take care of the children, birth the children. We were in charge of healthcare for the tribe. So if somebody was sick, we had to figure it out. We had to gather food, store food, remember where the food was. And then we had to, to talk to other tribes to negotiate shit. Yep. All those are women's skills. You know what the men did? They shot shit mm-hmm. and fought shit. And that was it. <laughs> that was the sum total of that. So when, when people are saying, oh, I want to go 50-50, a man is actually wired. He gets his self-esteem from being able to protect and provide. Yeah. So when you say I need to do half, you're taking up his space. You're taking away his 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 thing. This is why women have never understood why men pick his mistresses dumb bimbos. Mm-hmm. Let me explain the mistress thing. You want to know why men pick yeah. mistresses? Oh. One, she's easy. Alphas are complex and hard and challenging. Bimbos, easy. She's dumb. She knows she's dumb. So therefore, what does she do? She looks to him to make the decisions and figure things out. And when he does make decisions and figure things out, she's full of appreciation, gratitude, and respect, which is the oil in a man's engine. And if you find a man where, where he feels your, your gratitude, respect, and appreciation, he'll do anything for you. He'll kill a mastodon for you. He'll go outside and fight the thing that's probably going to kill him. Men marched off to war, women. Think about this. I don't know why we've let men get so fucking soft. Men used to march off. They would take a knife and a pot and they would get on a horse and go off for two years so you could be safe. And for this, you want to pay half a ticket. Why would you do that? (laughs) It's, uh, you know, it's a story of my life. Um, Yeah, I was shocked when i when i heard this anyway um tanya what how do you know all these things how did you move from being uh, a lawyer to a spiritual coach so it's, it's a good question that's just a god thing i was born to do this like there's a difference between people who have a job and people who have a calling I used to tell people this when people would come to hire me for <clears throat> divorce law. I was like, well, you want to hire me because this is my calling. Mm-hmm. This is this is what I was supposed to do. I was a badass, fierce divorce lawyer because at the time it's what I was supposed to do. It's part of how I view God, source, universe, whichever word you want to use, was training me, was indoctrinating me. In fact, the, even the story of how I ended up as a divorce or family lawyer, I've trained to be a corporate lawyer in law school. And when I graduated was when they were first, they were about to turn the number of 1 million lawyers. It's a big deal. They're going to have 1 million lawyers in the country. Oh, there's too many lawyers. And jobs were starting to get scarce. And I got offered a job with a government. And a government job, I mean, pretty much as long as I don't stab anybody in public twice on camera, I was going to have a job for the rest of my life and be comfortable. So people looking around me were like, wow, you did good. And I was like, I don't want to work for the railroad administration. I just didn't. How unsexy is like me and Amtrak forever. And so I was sitting on a rock in the sun one day and I thought, I wonder what I should do. And I didn't realize that that was a prayer. And it popped in my head, divorce law, which was crazy thought out of the blue. Alphas is that this happens to you. Pay close attention. 
when you receive information that is completely disconnected to anything you were thinking, anything that you know, mm -hmm. you want to pay attention to that. That's your intuition knocking on the door. Divine download. Yes, it's a divine download. And so I ended up, um, literally, I hadn't even taken, I hadn't taken a single divorce law class, but I ended up going to the dean of the college who ran all the classes. And I said, I want a divorce law job. He's like, Hooker, you haven't taken a single class. And I was like, yeah, no, I still <laughs> want one. He gave me one reference. Dean of the law school gave me one. I think he was just like, whatever, you didn't take my hair. You can have one reference. He gives me one reference. The guy hired me from the interview and, and he was a badass, uh, high conflict divorce lawyer. And, and that was how I started. And I cruised along and I got good. Now here's a cautionary tale for alphas. You are given things at stages of your life to learn tools that you need for your life mission. When it's time for you to switch missions, switch levels, switch tasks, you'll have to let it go. And it'll be very hard for you because you've probably stepped into mastery. I'd stepped into mastery in family law. So you couldn't get me to step away from my firm. I'm making hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm saving the day. I'm doing what all alphas love. Alphas love to rescue. Saving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm saving people, right? I'm fighting all the dragons. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to stop. Um, my profession became so hard for me. It was sucking the energy and the soul. I saw so much darkness. I saw so much domestic violence and, and abuse and the judges didn't care and the, and the, the lawyers were lying. And, and just I was just surrounded on every side. And that was the universe saying, Tanya, it's time for you to go. And I didn't want to, I tell people, you know, drop the rock. I didn't want to put my rock down because this was my mastery. This was my identity. Remember you talked about women calling themselves an alpha. I'm, I'm this amazing trial lawyer. That was me. That was my thing. And I didn't want to put it down. Mm -hmm. God sent more divine interventions um, to show me that, okay, I'm a coach. And I didn't even want to be a life coach. Originally, I thought I can't make money that I'll starve. I was a business coach. I taught marketing. But you know what I learned? Hmm? You can't fix a freaking business unless you fix the person. People come to me from business coaching. I had a life coach them. I gave, I'm, true story. I've given two people million dollar ideas. Like as, as it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, oh no, take it back. I want it for myself. Neither of them did them. Because they were not uh, those kind of people that would <laughs> implement it. Mm -hmm. that's it they had all the blocks I mean this is about being happy on the inside they weren't happy on the inside they were miserable and they were unhappy and they had all the patterns and they had all the fear and they had all the obstacles and they couldn't get past their shit to do anything and they think it's their business it's not their business there's two things in life that will do your biggest self-development it's getting married and starting a business you want to meet your shit you want to see your demons get married start a business or if you're crazy do both <laughs> like all, all of us do <laughs> all of us do so yeah we, there was some there was some divine things I literally had two men um actually on the same day two older black gentlemen that I did not know strangers come to me and start talking to me which some people would have called prophetically they just started talking to me and they're like what are you doing why aren't you teaching? And I'm like, what? Wait a second. Hold on. We're having an odd. I don't know you. This is kind of odd for me. Um, yeah, it was. And after that, I gave up. Like that was like God dropping the, the cartoon piano on me. I was like, okay, you know what? I give up. And I remember thinking this. I said, you know what? If I starve, it's on you. 
This is me talking to God. That's an alpha thing to say to God. If I starve, it's your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Only an alpha talks, even alphas are, are, well, alpha God, you know? So I'm talking to God and I'm just like, if I starve, it's your fault. It's on you. Fine. I'll stop being a lawyer and I'll stop being a business coach. And I'll just go be this life coach that apparently I was born to be. But if I starve, it's your fault. (laughs) Blame. Boom. (laughs) like fine <laughs> yeah, we, we're kind of angry inside we actually uh-huh. are we're just, because we're angry because we know on a, on a visceral level that what happened to us in our childhood wasn't right and it wasn't fair I have the same feeling um I was literally blaming my my father my stepfather uh, whoever for leaving me for not being able to protect me and uh, after after huge work, I was able to forgive my my father for leaving me, uh, pr- forgive my mom for not being able to, you know, support me or protect me, and for and forgive my stepfather for what he's been doing. It's um, it really freed me up, really freed me up from being this warrior, warrior woman, cons- constant constant fighting. You know what yes. I mean. Oh, you're, you see, you guys listen to Anna here. She's telling you something really important. If you're a warrior, as alphas are, warriors need wars. Like, boom, you can shut the podcast off. I just told you like a million dollar piece of advice. Warriors need wars. Need wars. This is what happens to our soldiers. When they come back home, they can't fit right in because they're in a warrior mindset. They're in a war and they're looking for wars and they need wars and they need the struggle and the conflict. And in the absence of that, things start to break and come loose inside of them. That's you, Alpha. So you don't ever let yourself come back to peacetime. You just, you you pick the business, the job, the, the husband, the, the child, the school, you pick all the stuff that continues the war and the struggle. And then you rationalize that this is just the way the world is. Newsflash, it's not. And then you ask, why, why this is happening in my life? <laughs> How did I attract all those things? I want to give you my, my three word mantra mm. for your people listening, for, for women out there that are sitting here. And first things first, I love telling alphas. I love you said, oh, you know, you've explained it. I have explained a hundred times. I'll explain it 15,000 times more because the moment when you realize that everything you are is not a mistake, it's not an accident. Um, it's predictable. It's normal. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't change it, but I want you to understand that I get you. I see you. I know where you are and I can get you out of there. Here's your three words. Struggle is suspicious. Mm. Struggle is suspicious. Life teaches you. Everyone's taught from a little age that, um, well, if you want something worthwhile, you should work hard. That's actually bullshit. It is. It's not true. It's a big lie. It's a big, I used to do a, a, a keynote about myths. That was one of the myths. It's like, you know, hard work is off. No, struggle is suspicious. When you're a warrior, when you get into struggle, you feel natural. It feels natural to struggle, but actually struggle is suspicious. Whether you God or source or universe or nature, whatever you view it as, purple lotus, don't care. There is a general organizing principle that put in you a desire for expansion, for love and for allowing and for increasing, for happiness, for joy. Mm -hmm. And and what you are supposed to do 
God didn't set this up. It's not, I always tell people it's like a TV show. People think God has invited people over. He's got like some people in his lounge room and then they, they turn on the remote click, click, and they click it to the Tanya channel. I used to think this, and then God would be like, okay, all right. So she's on her way to the job interview, right? Bam, cue flat tire. Yeah, and they're all like, Ooh. God is not watching you like reality television and putting the snarky people in there and giving you the flat tire and having somebody, you know, take money out of your bank account, all these other things. The universe is actually conspiring for you. It wants you to do what you were born to do. If you're struggling, it means you're doing something wrong. You're, you're missing something. Such a huge point to know. You know, just, uh, just a comment on your point. <clears throat> I really resonate with that because uh, what I've noticed so many people uh, separate themselves from the God. They think it's something, some, someone out on outside, outside, out there, like a, a huge eye is watching you or sending you all those struggles or challenges. But it's actually mm -hmm. not. You, you are the part of <laughs> creator. You you are creator. God is everywhere, how I'm saying. Um, yeah. And what is happening is happening from inside out from yes what, what, everything so mm -hmm. on my wristband you won't be able to see it but on my wristband is engraved the words as within so without without mm -hmm. it's the only law i'm sorry but you can take every spiritual book ever written and you can strip it down to four words as within so without some people are like oh you know golden rule what is that do unto others you'd have them do unto you it's as within so without as on earth as in heaven as in heaven on earth if you start, if you want to fix something, you're talking about happiness from the inside. Anna's on the right track. You start here. People think, um, like for uh, the analogy I use, I think in my, in my alpha origins book, which I'll give your people, um, is a TV and a remote control. Um, people pick up a remote control to change a channel on the TV. And it feels like you're, you're, you're doing something from the outside to affect the TV. But in reality, the things that are being adjusted and turned are inside the TV. Mm -hmm. They're inside the TV that are doing something. You actually have to do all the work on the inside. It's not on the outside. And alphas have become experts, God bless us, at impacting the outside. Mm -hmm. So we neglect the inside. So all the hurt, all the abandonment, all the trust issues, all of that stays put because we're so busy running around trying to move around the props around us, convince this person, push this person, manage this thing, plan this thing. And we suppress our stuff, needs, fears, feelings. We just squish it all down. We meet a man and you know what we do to make ourselves attractive? We suppress our needs. Mm -hmm. We're like, hi, I don't have any needs. I don't have anything. I'm good. Do you understand that most alphas enter their marriage like this? So this is not surprising. So here you are. I always use my mark. So you're, hi, I have no needs. If you are advertising that I have no needs, you're going to attract a man who's looking for a woman with no needs, which means that he must be poor as shit at handling needs and emotions. So that means now here's his work. So we get this man, we lure him in, we get married and then we have our crisis, our first crisis. And we go, <laughs> and we fall apart because we think it's safe we're married he's here we got the ring he's gonna support us and love us and see us he runs because that's not the deal that's not the deal you cut the deal you cut was i got this 
And he's like, I don't fucking want it. I don't even know how to handle it. A beta man came from an alpha mother. Alpha mother overdid. She over controlled. She over managed. She over planned. She over functioned. So he learned helplessness. He learned that in the absence of anything, if there's an emergency and there's an alpha around, let her do it. Bingo. Wow. Boom. Boom. Look at these men's mothers, ladies. Look at these men's mothers. That's what times a lot of alphas don't get along with their mother-in-law because their mother-in-law is another fucking alpha. Alphas don't tend. If, if he's, if she's an alpha, the odds that he's a beta are astronomical. And if you're an alpha, the odds that the men you're attracting are beta are astronomical astronomical so you come into balance and the universe is basically trying to help you it's not sending you these dysfunctional men because you're not worthy it's sending you dysfunctional men because you are worthy it wants you to wake you up yeah mm -hmm. wake, up. wake up you're needy and you're a victim it's true no alpha wants that's why we hate when we see women that look needy and victimy it's because inside of us deep inside of us we still have that victim and we are abusing her. We abuse her by suppressing all of her needs. That's abusive. It's abusive to know you have needs and to pretend they're not there. To always put your needs at the bottom of the stack. Mm -hmm. To always pretend somebody hurts you. Remember, you're, 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 oh, you know, my dad left at four, but no, it's not your dad left at four, but it's your dad left at four. Stop. That hurt, that sucked, that broke, that demolished. We learn to honor that stuff. And if you don't honor it for yourself, you're not ever going to attract a man that can honor it. Yeah, true. If you don't honor your own pain, then you have to attract somebody else like to like, the law is, like to like is strong. You're going to honor somebody else who doesn't honor pain. He's not going to honor his. He's not going to be able to honor yours. You're going to have children. And you're going to be fiercely fucking mad that you got a man that does not honor your children's pain. And this is how you get a man who doesn't love your daughter. And then your daughter, of course, becomes an alpha because she's got a dad who's going to bail physically or emotionally. And she's got a mom who models for her suppression and, and sacrifice. Sacrifice is not love. That's the cycle. That's the cycle that I've been sent to break. You are like a guardian angel. Bingo. <laughs> I'm going to share something with you. I haven't showed on, on a podcast before. Yes, please. Magic. I've, yes. I've had so many of my clients tell me that I'm a fairy godmother <laughs> and I work magic and I finally got myself a wand. <sighs> I'll be coaching somebody. And I'll pull my wand out. And I'm like, all right, come on. I took my <laughs> wand out. Don't make me take my wand out. I will also beat you with this wand if necessary. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, this is why, this is my calling. I was, I was sent to do all of this wrong. I have touched the hot stove so many times. I've gone the wrong direction. I, 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 I suppressed myself. I didn't love myself. I was a victim. I was small. I was fearful. I was needy. And all the whole time, if you talk to your friends and you show them these men, these men will do shit that's horrible. So they'll agree with you that they're the problem. And then I'm going to look at you and say, but where'd you get him? Get him. Mm -hmm. You were born with him. You drew him. You attracted him. You invited him. At the very least, you're permitting and allowing him. That's the question. Not why is he a narcissist? It's why do you keep attracting narcissists? 
that's that's so that's so brilliant because Tanya, uh, we don't we don't look at the, the the core reason what what is happening with our men, but once we're in a relationship, we are trying to change them. Uh, alpha yes. male or alpha woman is, is all about <laughs> if I, as you say, if I just change four five ingredients <laughs> in his recipe, he's gonna be perfect. No, it's not how it works. It's going to be even worse because people don't like, especially men, don't, don't like uh, to be told what to do. Or uh, as you say in your book, when you start changing them, they start resenting you. They don't appreciate it. I have a question for you. Mm. When you met your second husband, Michael, Michael Dyer, mm. and now you move for, to Australia for love, mm. How did you know that he's the one? I must have asked God that question conservatively say 189 times, give or take, give or take, you know, something, 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 something in that neighborhood. Um, I am, see, when you get yourself clean enough and you, you learn to listen, you can hear intuition. There's a biblical phrase called um, God is the still small voice. And really what that means from a metaphysical perspective is that your intuition is quiet. Your ego and your head is very, is very loud. It speaks first and it speaks loudest, but your intuition is quiet. So you have to get yourself in a place where you can be receptive to and you can hear from your intuition. Intuition never explains. If it's explaining alphas, it's your fucking head. I promise. Intuition doesn't explain. Intuition will be like, you should get ice cream. And you're like, what? It's like 4.30. It's almost dinner. That doesn't make any sense. And if you go get ice cream, you'll meet the person that'll offer you the job that you're looking for. Yes. But but you can't get past the, why should I do that? And explain this to me. And that doesn't make sense. And all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Everything around me said, go. And even when I could see stuff that I was like, my head was like, whoa, I don't know about this. And I don't know about that. It was go. And and this, this has transformed me. It has opened me because it surfaced all of the things about me that I couldn't see. I was already a master coach and, and this brought me to the next level because there were things in me that needed to be healed that were so below the surface. When I talk with my client, I say, those are the things in the basement. You know, you have stuff in your basement and it's behind the door under the stairs and you, you don't even remember it's there until you move. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, oh my God, why do I still have these hockey skis from fourth grade? It, it's the stuff that's down in there, but you know, it's there because it'll show up in your life, mm-hmm. show up in your path. So I really, my head was like, this is dangerous. This isn't a good idea. We're letting go of our, our mastery. You know, I'm not a lawyer here. Um, I can't operate my, my law firm and practice law here without a lot of work and hassle, but really God and my heart said, this is actually where you're supposed to go. And I went, Wow. It happened to me as well. Uh, Literally, I turned uh, left instead of right. And that's where Laban was on the street of Melbourne. Just pure intuition. Saw you, your beautiful self. (laughs) Tanya, now people are wondering, so what to do? Like, how do you help people if they stuck in this alpha, alpha presence but they want to get out or they want to find the partner of their dreams. How do you help people? My 
coaching right now has, and this is again, like you say, when intuition pulled me, intuition has pulled me up. I actually only do um, premium and luxury level coaching. And remember I told you that an alpha needs to be able to let go of something and go somewhere else. So I've been called successively to go up to higher and higher levels of service. So right now my private coaching is premium or luxury level. So people work with me for six months. It's six figures. It's guaranteed. I don't fail. Um, so there's five and six figure options. And honestly, I am waiting for divine inspiration to strike me and then I'll, I'll create my courses. Um, I have a lot of knowledge and I want my mainstream alphas to be able to access it. So if you're looking for me, you absolutely want to go to www.artofselfrescue.com forward slash origins with an S. The first place you want to get is you want to get the book she's talking to about the alpha life cycles. It will explain who you are and you're going to be on my mailing list and you want to consume my stuff. I put $100,000 coaching in my weekly coaching blog every week. Yes. All the time. Yeah. So for free with no money, you can change your life just like that. If you're in a situation where you can invest, rob, steal, I've had people sell their grandmother's jewelry, raid their 401k. They are all happy. If you can invest at that level, then you want to contact me and I'll just coach you so you can see how it goes. I, I, I It's a drug dealer's model. First taste is free. So come on, just come on in. I'll spend three hours. I'll change your life. And then you'll know if you want to work with me. It's like life, life saving. You know what it is? It's because I am you. All alphas are my energy signature. They're just somewhere on the spectrum and I'm somewhere on the spectrum and nobody's better than anybody. It's just like an eighth grader and a fourth grader. I'm like, okay, I did that coursework and I messed it up. So let me help you. So you don't mess it up. Ah, uh, yeah. I remember what hooked me in is when I was reading your book, it was like, um, far out. She knows all my deepest, darkest. <laughs> That's I know I did the stuff. I did every stupid thing you've ever done. Like I, I, I have given up to God about all the, the challenges I've had because it's like basically every stupid thing an alpha has has done or tried to do I've had to do it's like I'm like God can you just send me a post-it note do I have to personally no apparently I had to personally do it so I've, I've gone all the ways I know I don't know the only way for everybody but I know the exact way for alpha women that's what makes you very special Tanya before we go do you have any concluding thoughts yes you're wonderful I really want to spend a moment breathing some love into you and to any woman who's listening to this right now. I don't care who told you that you weren't valuable, that you weren't beautiful, that you weren't special, that you weren't unique. You're amazing. There's never been anybody else like you. You're here for a reason and a purpose. Like Anna has evolved out of her trauma into her happiness. Evolve, grow, reach out. Understand that you are in a process that's going to end your seeking external validation. You don't need anybody else to tell you what you are. You have to get it from the inside. And when you get it from the inside, you'll always be happy. I help people in the art of self-rescue and the first person we save is you. Ladies and gentlemen, Tanya Dyer. Thank you so much for joining us today. 
I would really love to hear your thoughts about today's episode. What did you like and what would you love to hear more about? For more information about my story and my work, go to my website at annadichburn.com where you can also download for free my seven secrets that I've learned about being happy from the inside out. So thank you so much and we will see you next time. Bye for now.